Good morning and happy Friday. I'm Greg Schaefer and welcome to the virtual CISO Moments InfoSec wrap up for Friday, July 28th, 2023. We start out today from HelpNet Security. The Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, has adopted rules requiring registrants to disclose material cybersecurity incidents they experience and disclose on an annual basis material information regarding their cybersecurity risk management strategy and governance. You probably have heard about this. This has been a big deal this week. The commission also adopted rules requiring foreign private issuers to make comparable disclosures. Quote, whether a company loses a factory in a fire or millions of files in a cybersecurity incident, it may be material to investors, said SEC Chair Gary Gensler, or Gensler. Currently, many public companies provide cybersecurity disclosure to investors. I think companies and investors alike, the quote continues, however, would benefit if this disclosure were made in a more consistent, comparable, and decision-useful way. Through helping to ensure that companies disclose material cybersecurity information, today's rules will benefit investors, companies, and the markets connecting to them. Now, the new rules will require registrants to disclose on the new item 1.05 of Form 8K any cybersecurity incident they determine to be material and to describe the material aspects of the incident's nature, scope, and timing, as well as its material impact or reasonably likely material impact on the registrant. An item 105 Form 8K will generally be due four business days. That's four business days after a registrant determines that a cybersecurity incident is material. So that's important there. No word on, at least here yet, on what makes that determination. The disclosure may be delayed if the United States Attorney General determines that immediate disclosure would pose a substantial risk to national security or public safety and notifies the commission of such determination in writing. Again, this is within four days. The new rules also add regulation S-K item 106, which will require registrants to describe their processes, if any, for assessing, identifying, and managing material risks from cybersecurity threats, as well as the material effects or reasonably likely material effects of risks from cybersecurity threats and previous cybersecurity incidents. In other words, have a good program. Item 106 will also require registrants to describe to the Board of Directors oversight of risks from cybersecurity threats and management's role and expertise in assessing and managing material risks from cybersecurity threats. These disclosures will be required in a registrant's annual report on Form 10-K. So big stuff there. World's changing. Keep an eye on it. InfoSecurity Magazine reports VMware addressed a vulnerability on Tuesday to impacts its Tanzu application service for VMs and isolation segmentation or segment products. The flaw, which is tracked as CVE 2023-20891, poses a significant risk by exposing CFAPI admin credentials and potentially granting unauthorized access to sensitive systems and data. The issue, which was privately reported to VMware, arises from the logging of credentials and hex encoding in the platform system audit logs. VMware has classified the severity of this vulnerability as moderate, as it possesses a maximum CVSS V3 base score of 6.5. From a technical standpoint, the known attack vectors involve malicious non-admin users gaining access to the platform system audit logs where they can extract hex-encoded CF API admin credentials. Using this information, attackers could potentially push malicious versions of applications, compromising the security and integrity of the entire system. 
Notably, in default deployments, non-admin users are not granted access to the platform autumn, uh, system audit logs, mitigating some of the risks. VCSO Services is a small, specialized, veteran-owned information security firm with a calling, founded on Christian values and focused on the needs of small and mid-sized businesses. Our passion is to help small and mid-sized businesses gain a fighting chance in an increasingly hostile cybersecurity threat environment by providing executive part-time virtual CISO services, information security risk management services, and CISO advisory services. Check them out at vcsoservices.com. Substance use issues in the U.S. have worsened during the COVID-19 pandemic, and a new report sheds light on the prevalence of alcohol and drug use among tech leaders. This is according to H.R. Brew. Nearly one half or 48% of tech leaders use controlled substances every day or nearly every day, according to a survey by All Points North and Census-wide. About one third or 32% of respondents reported consuming controlled substances to perform better and cope with long hours and high stress. The survey drew upon responses from 501 tech leaders in the, at the director level or higher. Anxiety about layoffs and advancements in artificial intelligence were cited as factors fueling increased substance use among the workers surveyed. Now, some 31% of respondents said they'd increased their alcohol intake due to stress regarding layoffs, while 28% increased their intake due to stress regarding AI. Almost 220,000 tech workers have been laid off so far this year, according to layoffs. In addition to alcohol, 45% of tech leaders reported using painkillers like codeine, by codin and other morphine derivatives, while 34% reported using stimulants like amphetamines uh, such as Adderall. Some leader substance use patterns are intersecting with their work days. 34% said they'd consumed alcohol or controlled substances less than one hour before work at least once in the past three months, while 28% reported consuming alcohol or other controlled substances at work. I've talked a little bit about this on my personal LinkedIn page. Uh, some interesting responses there, uh, certainly recognizing that mental health issues are prevalent and also the fact that sometimes companies, they tend to over, um, over, over, I was going to say overstaff, but that's actually the wrong word, understaff, um, for overassigned work maybe is the right way to say it. And that also causes the stress. The, the point that I'm trying to make, and I, I talk about this at every interview segment of the Virtual CISO Moment, which is every Tuesday episode, one of the questions that I ask our very special guests are, what is one thing you do to decompress, to get away from the stress? It's so important that you manage your health because eventually it will catch up with you. And I know that personally, I was there, I felt it. My way out was exactly that, I left. But I know that that's sometimes easier said than done. From HackRead, an Iranian stalkerware app named SpyHide has been silently gathering sensitive data from over 60,000 compromised Android devices worldwide since 2016. That's a long time. The app, which functions as a stealthy phone surveillance tool, silently uploads personal data, including contacts, messages, photos, call logs, and precise location in real time. Swiss developer and cybersecurity researcher Maya Arsen Krimu exposed the extensive data breach after gaining access to the app's poorly coded backend databases. Stalkerware apps like SpyHide are designed to spy on individuals secretly, posing a significant threat to personal privacy and safety. 
While some such app markets themselves as parental monitoring tools, they are commonly used by domestic violence abusers to stalk and monitor their partners without consent. Upon investigating SpyHide's poorly secured web-based dashboard, CrimeW, or Crimeo, not sure how to pronounce that, discovered a massive trove of stolen phone data. TechCrunch, having verified the information, found that the compromised Android devices span across every continent with Europe, Brazil, and the U.S. being the most heavily targeted regions. Bleeding Computer says U.S. government services contractor Maximus has disclosed a data breach warning that hackers stole the personal data of 8 to 11 million people during the recent Move It or Move IT transfer data theft attacks. Maximus is a contractor that manages and administers U.S. government-sponsored programs, including federal and local health care programs and student loan servicing. The company employs 34,300 people and has an annual revenue of about $4.25 billion with a presence in the United States, Canada, Australia, and the United Kingdom. In an AK form filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission, Maximum disclosed that the data was stolen using a, a suffered a zero-day flaw in the Move It file transfer application. The COP ransomware gang widely exploited this flaw, as we've reported before to breach hundreds of high-profile companies worldwide and some not-so-high-profile. After investigating the breach, Maximus found no indication that the hackers progressed further than the Move IT environment, which was immediately isolated from the rest of the corporate network. However, this limited access was enough to compromise a large number of individuals to whom the firm is now sending alert data breach notifications. Compromise a large number of individuals' data. There's something missing there. The individuals themselves were not compromised. Editing. Based on the review of impacted files to date, Maximus believes that those files contain personal information, including social security numbers, protected health information, and or other personal information of at least 8 to 11 million individuals to whom the company anticipates providing notice of the incident. We talked about that before, according to the filing. They plan to explore, uh, record an expense of approximately $15 million for the quarter ended June 30th this year. That represents the cost of the incident. Vice reports researchers find backdoor in encrypted police and military radios. That can't be good. The Tetra standard is used in radios worldwide. Security researchers have found multiple, multiple vulnerabilities in the underlying cryptography and its implementation, including issues that allow for the decryption of traffic. A group of cybersecurity researchers have uncovered what they believe is an international backdoor rather an intentional backdoor and encrypted radios used by police, military, and critical infrastructure entities around the world. The backdoor may have existed for decades. Repeat that. The backdoor may have existed for decades, potentially exposing a wealth of sensitive information transmitted across them, according to the researchers. Now, while those researchers frame their discovery as a backdoor, the organization responsible for maintaining the standard pushes back against that specific term. They say the standard was designed for export controls, which determine the strength of encryption. The end result, however, are radios with traffic that can be decrypted using consumer hardware like an ordinary laptop in under a minute. Quote, there's no other way in which this can function than that is, is an intentional backdoor. Joe Wetzels, one of the researchers from cybersecurity firm Midnight Blue, told Motherboard in a phone call. So that's pretty succinct right there. 
In its second annual Velocity Hard uh, Healthcare Data Breach Report, Stern Security has critically analyzed over 5,000 data breaches since the Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, because we like acronyms, began tracking the information in 2009. Stern Security utilized data from their Healthcare Breaches Com website, as well as published information from HHS to create this comprehensive study. Stern Security then augmented the HHS data by investigating each breach in 2022 to fully understand the cause of the incident. The result is this report, which shows critical insights into a healthcare breach trends over the past 13 years. It covers everything from the number of breaches attributed to ransomware to the number attributed to third parties or business associates. This year, Stern Security has added a new breach categorization, the number of breaches due to the analytics software, including Meta pixel. In fact, this is over 6 million medical records, records were breached because of that. Once again, a new breach record was established with more healthcare breaches occurring in 2022 than any previous year. And this report puts forth a detailed analysis. Now, for those of you who are longtime listeners, you might remember that we talked with John Stern of Stern Security, Sternstein, I'm sorry, of Stern Security, and you can check out the conversation we had with him at the retreat conference last year. It's amazing that it's been almost a year. The link to that episode is in the show notes. And for longtime listeners, I have an update on another um, wonderful person that we talked to almost a year ago. That was Gary Chan. You might remember he is um, of Alfizo LLC and helps businesses stay secure from hackers and inside threats, meet legal and regulatory compliance, and enable sales by meeting their customers' expectations for security. And he's also a security mentalist. We had a great discussion about what is a security mentalist. So you can check out that podcast uh, episode. The link to the episode from last year is in the show notes. But the reason why I have this up here is that he will be performing mentalism on stage at the Chicago Magic Lounge this weekend. And who knew that security awareness would become entertainment? So the links to how to get uh, tickets to his show are also in the show notes, as well as the link to the podcast episode that I just mentioned a moment ago. And that's it for today. We'll meet you again on Monday with a quick strike because I love doing Monday quick strikes. I'm sorry for missing this past week. I was um, on a trip actually to go see family because you need to do that as well too, which I thoroughly enjoy spending time with my family. It's one of the ways I help to decompress myself. Uh, Tuesday, we have scheduled Carlos Rodriguez. He is CEO and Fractional Chief Information Security Officer, VCSO, and Senior Cybersecurity Consultant with CA2 Security. So he'll join us Tuesday for the interview. So that's it for today. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And as always, stay secure. <laughs>